0: G'day, Pickleball family. Let's forego the four things to know for today with the ongoing Pickleball Tour Wars as I bring you the Professional Pickleball Tour Wars update for August the 29th. I'm sure this will occupy most of the coming week as we see how things play out in the Pickleball Tour Wars as they've been named. Let's get straight into the excellent coverage across the socials as as well as rounding out with the results, which seems somewhat minor and secondary and definitely took a back seat in the Kansas City Open with all the drama that went on over the weekend with all the signings of the players across to either the MLP or the PPA. Let's move first into... As I take you through these and we read and paraphrase some of these for you. Let's go first up to the excellent coverage from Thomas Shields and the team at the Dink. Let's go and see there what they've been sharing over at the Dink as we get there. Let's bring that to the forefront and then let's dive in and check out the latest developments. Now, this updated list is as at 2.45pm Central Time, August the 28th, and I will enlarge this uh, as well. Interesting to note, the Think Pickleball team have made it quite clear here. Just to read, we want to make it clear that we have not received any or reviewed any of the contracts issued to players by the Pro Pickleball Association or Major League Pickleball. All of the below is based on the PPA Tour and MLP's social media accounts, and all of the below should be viewed as such. This is nothing more than a record of what has been reported via the Instagram and Twitter accounts of Major League Pickleball and the Pro Pickleball Association. Today's reported MLP signings, Pesa Taoni, William Sobek, Austin Chichkatitlov, apologies for the butchering of that pronunciation there, Amanda Hendry, Alex Neumann and Alison Harron and today's reported PPA signings, Ali Phillips. Let's expand this table as it currently stands with thanks to the Dink Pickleball team. So we can see the PPA social announcements currently total thirty-seven. Let me run you quickly through them. We have Ben and Collar Johns, Anna Lee Waters, Lee Waters, Wright, Kovalova, Olshon, Parento, Smith, the Brasher Sisters, Devilliers, Loon Jones, Trafum, Nick <laughs> Apologies again, Bar Emrich, Stratman, Phillips, Chic, Cola, Burrows, Duong, Jacko, Jacko. Jackal apologies again, Deacon, De La Rosa, Taylor, Young, Sock, Query, Retka, Buckner, French, Christian, Pisnik, Emrich and Arnold. And then over in the MLP, a total of 69. MacGuffin, Navratil, Jansen, Staxroot, Bright, Ignatowicz, Tereshenko, Wilson, Hewitt, Patroquin, David, Tellez, Wright, Black, Getcheva, Sinkola, Sobek, Harris. Garnett, Dyescu, Cassidy, Smith, Young, Schneeman, Pajemati, apologies, Macmillan, Ackerman, Nunnery, Glossman, Braverman, Scarpa, Brown, Newell, Schaefer, Chichkotilov, Johnson, Twins, Chuong, Bates, Shiro, Fudge, Dawson, Rettenmeier, Rawbucker. Jardim, Vish, Yates, Dehart, Radzikowska, Dizon, Newell, Hendry, Todd Newman, Castillo, Au- Auvergne, apologies, Kawamoto Sisters, Ansbury, Esquivel, Lang, Fort, Coop, Stone, Barr, Long, Mick, Taone, and Neumann. The notable holdouts at the moment is the social group. They're being called JW Johnson, Georgia Johnson, Lindsay Newman, Dylan Fraser, Gabe Tardio, Jesse Irvine and Pat Smith. That may sway uh, a lot of other players. Apparently, the talk is that wherever, especially JW and Dylan go, that maybe a lot will follow them. It remains to be seen. Let's move on next uh, to, and thanks once again, to the Dink Pickleball team uh, as they are Quick to point out and restate, this is simply a record of what has been reported by the organisations via their respective social media channels. Let's move across now to an excellent article from Jane Holland in Pickleball Union, and uh, she entitled she titled it The Battle for Pro Pickleball Supremacy. Let's go through just some key points, highlights, or read out or paraphrase for you. Uh, towards the end of this, we already know the history of what transpired over the weekend. We don't need to rehash that. You can read this article yourself at pickleballunion.com. I highly suggest you go to both the Dink Pickleball and Pickleball Union to bring yourself up to date. Now, as uh, as we come to the bottom of this article, where previously we had been given the history of the PPA and MLP. Let's move on to, as we say here, the um, the rest of the article now that we're caught up. So let's bring out some choice bits, some key points. What we saw was the PPA and MLP race to sign as many players to their rosters as possible. And The PPA announcing the return of the Vibe League. One pro player that Jane Holland spoke to called it a circus. The success of either organisation depends on the talent it secures, so every announcement comes with consequences. As we know, the PPA quickly locked in several of its marquee players, including, obviously, world number one male and female, Ben Johns and Annalie Waters, respectively. This was imperative as the PPA advertises itself as the place where the best of the best can be seen. Other PPA loyalists also signed early, such as Colin Johns, Matt Wright, Lucy Kovalova, Kelly Smith, Catherine Parento, Lee Waters, Dave Devillier and Tyler Loon. The PPA has been known to take care of its upper echelon, so none of these signings came as a surprise, The PPA's partiality was evident on Championship Sunday when Hannah Johns, the PPA's broadcast talent, and, of course, Ben Johns and Colin Johns' sister, handed Waters her trophy while wearing the same shirt as Waters. And as we move on here, the PPA focused immediately on uh, quality over quantity, and still, the success of the team format of MLP doesn't depend on one or two big names. So they're more than happy to secure everyone else, especially considering they still signed valuable names such as McGuffin, Jansen and Paris Todd. Some of the names uh, from that, the first uh, onslaught of MLP signings were Staxrude, Bright, Navratil, Ignatowicz, Hewitt and the GOAT of MLP thus far, Tereshenka Now, a big turning point as we move further through the article that was somewhat surprising to all was Riley Newman's decision to sign with MLP rather than PPA. He's widely seen as the number two male player in the world and a fixture on PPA podiums. This seemed to give the MLP an edge. The word on the street listening to some interviews today was that he had publicly uh, or privately stated that he was sick of playing number two to Ben Johns and that took this as an opportunity to move over and dominate in the MLP. That remains to be seen. And as we know, after announcing his retirement from tennis at the US Open, Jack Sock signed a PPA agreement of his own. Uh, the agreement of that Contract. The details of that contract aren't yet known, especially regarding the time commitment, but he is a significant signing nonetheless for the PPA from a media and rating standpoint, bringing over a lot of tennis players, tennis fans and followers and bringing over more well-known tennis players seems like a strategy that the PPA will continue to use. And as I mentioned earlier, that... We're still waiting on to hear from the social group, as they're called, in uh, in light of uh, J.W. Johnson, Georgia Johnson, Dylan Frazier, Gabe Tardio, Jesse Irvine and Lindsay Newman. Dub and Frazier are the number two men's doubles team and J.W. and Georgia are the only mixed team to beat Johns and Waters this year. So their decisions hold massive impact and, ironically, J-Dub and Frazier are two of the last players to make a choice, but they were the first to sign with Vibe when it was originally announced, despite not being PPA-contracted players at the time. Strange times indeed. Of course, as we come to the end of this article, there are many reasons why a player would go one way or the other. The obvious is, of course, the money. Some players have gone from getting $1,000 to $1,500 in appearance fees to being offered lucrative six-figure, three-year guaranteed contracts. Some may choose the MLP over the PPA because they find the team format more fun and see greater opportunities to win rather than continuing to fight an uphill battle against the almost undefeated doubles teams currently ruling the PPA. Of course, on the other hand, Tyler Lung made the excellent point on his King of the Court podcast, which I highly recommend you go across to YouTube and check out, that players may want to stay with the PPA so they have the chance to dethrone the top players in the world. Lung also shared on that podcast that a lot of players do like the tour style, the tennis tour style format of the PPA tour. Uh, it is a lot more family friendly, as we'll come to in a moment and Lung himself, being a former tennis player, does find the tour-style format much more friendly from a PPA perspective. And also, yes, the ability and possible opportunity to dethrone the top players, even though they are so dominant at the moment, the Johns and the Lee Waters of the world, it's still a chance to bring them down. As mentioned, decisions are also being made for lifestyle reasons. Wes Burrows a professional player who recently signed with the PPA explained in this article that as the father of the newborn, he likes the structure, um, uh, the flexibility of the PPA tour over the structure of the MLP, uh, which is being, which he found too rigid to make sense for him and his family. Obviously, when you're a team member, given the MLP format, you can't skip events if needed. But in the PPA tour, you do have flexibility, uh, obviously, given the tour style format with partners. Now, of course, as a newer organization, the MLP is going to go through growing pains. And there's also talk that the pickleball public, let alone the players, may tire of the exciting MLP teams format being held on a more regular basis rather than the few events we've had so far, which have been uh, very, very well received, very fan friendly teams format and rally scoring so there is a lot of talk and conjecture that may lose its luster it will remain to be seen so let's wait and see what happens there in terms of the mlp but it's interesting to note as well that there is a lot of cash obviously floating around behind this now while that seems like there is a general consensus that every player should make the decision that's best for them and that the Perot community is supporting each other. There have been rumblings that are uh, players promoting the sides that have chosen. Rob Nunnery, uh, a recently signed ML Italy, uh player, and uh, definitely not one to shy away from airing his thoughts via Twitter, tweeted, this is your daily friendly reminder that vibe does not exist, implying that the PPA's vibe league will never come to fruition. He also tweeted to the effect that the PPA hasn't fulfilled its financial obligations to all players in a tweet mentioning the PPA guarantees prize money that I haven't received. Zane Navratil also weighed in uh, as as well. Zane Navratil signing uh, across with the MLP. Uh, Connor Pardo responded to Nunnery tweeting, let's be clear, Connor Pardo being the CEO of the PPA Tour, Let's be clear, our money is in the bank. Over $5 million of upfront money is going out. And Navratil responded, I'll let you know when the money you owe me hits the bank account. So interesting to see that, what's going to play out. As we wrap up this article, other variables to consider. Will the MLP players fulfil their PPA tournament commitments for the rest of this year? Will the MLP have a redraft before its upcoming Atlanta uh, Atlanta event next month? They famously just held a draft in New York City only less than a month ago. Will more extremely high tennis players like Jack Sock move to pickleball now that real money is involved? It's well known that Jack Sock is very close to Nick Kyrgios, a fellow Australian like myself and much loved from a tennis perspective. Love him or hate him, good boy or bad boy. Sock and Curios are quite tight and Curios has also invested as a part owner in one of the major league pickleball teams. So let's wait and see there. How will both organisations fill their teams or brackets with enough players to create a valuable product? And how will, of course, the broadcast partners such as the Tennis Channel, Amazon Prime and ESPN respond to these sudden changes? So, Ultimately, most of the pickleball world is happy that the players are making more money and receiving the benefits they deserve. This means that additional players can play pickleball full time, thereby raising the overall level of play. The concern is that they are potentially being used as leveraging a power struggle between two billionaires and could potentially become collateral damage in whatever unfolds next. Let's move across now to the... Twitter streams of the respective tours. Let's start with the Major League Pickleball Twitter feed, just to bring you up to date as we scroll down. And we can see here, as recent as 13 hours ago, was the last activity on the MLP Twitter or X feed, the latest signings that they had secured. And then as we move across to the PPA Tour X feed Twitter stream, as recently as 17 hours ago, we had a tweet reposted by them from Catherine Parento. Crazy weekend, but despite everything, happy to come have come out with a gold and a silver. Stoked to be vibing with the PPA tour for the next three years. Parento clearly stating her loyalty and her allegiances in that tweet. And then we can see 17 hours ago the PPA 2 are tweeting out or xing out their signings as we look through there and also reposting the vibe pickleball league being relaunched pickleball but louder welcome to the vibe pickleball league so the team-based league with the top professional pickleball players in the world so that's the latest from their respective twitter streams and to finish things up and round things out Let's get back to how the results actually played out in the Kansas City Open over the weekend. And, of course, no surprise that both Annalie Waters and Ben Johns secured, yet again, more Triple Crowns respectively. So we had, um, of course, uh, interesting just to read some highlights uh, from here. Even though there was and is so much pickleball going on right now, I tried to stay focused during all of my matches at the task at hand, uh, ALW stated, there's only so much you can control and matches are something you can control. So I focused on that. Of course, she certainly did that. And then Ben Johns, for me, what I enjoy most about this sport is playing against the uh, the, best, uh, the other best players and striving to win. I haven't ever needed motivation for that because it's a continuous fight. As soon as i step on the court my focus is entirely there john said competing and winning is what i enjoy most about the sport so i don't really find it difficult to compete to my utmost while exterior things are happening so of course we can see the wins there that they had respectively we had of course ben john's in the men's singles Johns and Matt Wright, who reunited for this with Colin Johns being out injured in the men's doubles gold. Of course, ALW in the women's singles and Catherine Parento and ALW in the women's doubles gold. So as we finish out this roundup of the Pickleball Two awards Wars update, I'll just read you with this statement. Uh, the Kansas City Open from Ben Johns. Triple crowns always feel special, but some stand out more than others order set said, this is ALW. As far as this one goes, I really tried to save at the moment, there's always more to achieve. New players are coming into the game and the game is evolving every day. I feel for the rest of the season, I want to expand my game by adding more shots and different patterns. I also want to grow the sport as much as possible. And I feel I can do that through the PPA tour. So no question there where ALW's loyalties lie. If you found any of this helpful, be sure to dink that like button. Paddles up.